mental strength and fitness. This is a pretty big topic, not going to lie. And it's um, something that I, growing up, I never understood because um, when it came to uh, mental, uh, when it came to anything mentally uh, regarding fitness, I didn't have an issue with, right? Uh, When I was younger, I didn't understand how, um, like for example, uh, I'm going to be very direct here. And very transparent when I would see when I was younger when I would see this uh, overweight people I never understood why they're like that you know what I mean I never understood why no one wanted to go work out right um, why was I like that I, I can't I obviously I'm not I can't explain uh, the the the, the 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 brain activity and all that shit going uh, going on in my brain for me to make that connection obviously uh, obviously but um that's how I was growing up right uh, physical activity is good for everyone why can't everyone do it and why doesn't anyone want to do it and so that's what it was that, that's what my mindset was uh, was about uh, when I was younger. Now, fast forward, I'm now a 31-year-old man uh, with aches and pains, just like everyone else. And uh, my and now, you know, as a personal trainer with uh, many years of experience training um, overweight people, uh, people who are uh, they for medical purposes need to uh, exert some physical uh, exercise. For the sake of their long-term health, um, I've uh, worked. Uh, I've trained people uh, who were uh, recovering from drug abuse, and um, yeah. So I've I've uh, trained a lot of people from different walks of life, and um, one thing I could tell you uh, from my own experience. Is that uh, fitness, physical activity is a stress. Everything we do in our life is a stress. Okay? And um, what I mean by that is people's perspective on fitness, I find, is very drastic. It's very drastic. And it's very intense. And I don't blame them because... um, that's all you see on on social media now, right? It's before and after pictures, where the pictures are drastically uh, different, and uh, everyone's assumption is, "Okay, they literally had to go through hell to go through this to to get to where they're at." And for some people, they're already living their type of hell. They don't like the way they they look. They don't like the way they feel. And depending on type of uh, type of background you're coming from, putting any more stress on you should be the last thing on your mind, right? And I don't blame you, man. So, with that being said, um, coming going back to all my clients that I, that I trained, it's all about their perspective, right? They. 
automatically think that quote-unquote working out, quote-unquote lifting weights, quote-unquote getting stronger means beating the crap out of yourself. Four or five days at the gym a week. Um, You know, uh, like two hours at the gym. All these intense, dramatic uh, scenarios. And it's overwhelming. And I would always have this conversation with my clients. Um, Before they're my clients, I always have them. uh, The way I work is before, like, we start. um, First session is always, like, a a good uh, brief sit-down. And obviously, I don't ask them to talk about their lives, but it's my job to get to know, get to know them, where they're coming from. Because uh, if you just pick someone up off the street, not knowing their background, not knowing their medical history, not knowing their injuries, shit, not knowing their past, not knowing who they are, and not knowing where they're coming from, um, you could honestly ruin the potential their potential future of possibly falling in love with um, treating themselves better, right? And um, anyway, so I sit down with my clients and all of them, all of them tell me like, yeah, look, listen, I, I don't want to be rude, but I don't want to be here. And uh, either they tell me straight up or I, I get it out of them because look, I'm not a fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Like, uh, um, the last thing you want to do is fucking put more stress on yourself. You know what I mean? And I explained to them, uh, I asked them like, what is your, what do you want to get out of this? And obviously they, they, they don't know. And they just shoot me a very blunt answer. Like, Oh, I just want to lose some weight. You know what I mean? I need to lose some weight. Like I said, everyone comes from different walks of life, but everyone has this this common answer of I just want to lose weight, I just want to get in shape, right? But you have to un- you have to ask yourself, you have to truly take a moment and ask yourself, what does that mean to you? Right? Are you coming from a place of self-hate? Are you coming from a place of discomfort? Are you coming from a place of insecurities? Or are you coming from a place where, hey, I've never tried this before. I like to see how it's like. Because what I see on social media is really fucking frightening. And it's really too much. Is it really like that? And my answer is absolutely fucking not. Okay, matter of fact... Most of the freaking people that you see on social media with their shirts off, explaining fitness or explaining their their mindset, honestly, it's just to get you, statistically speaking, okay, for marketing purposes, for fitness, the way they get you in the door is before and after pictures, okay? There's three different approaches to, to, to kind of reel people in. Uh, through online marketing and the biggest one is before and after pictures okay and the second one is oh no way hold on give me a sec the second sorry I'm just uh, I'm driving on the on the highway now oh I thought I 
Uh, are these all the trucks that are going to Ottawa? No, they're not. Sorry, I'm just driving. I'm, I'm on my way to work, and uh, there's a bunch of trucks, but it's not that. At least I don't think so. Anyways, top three things for mark for uh, top top three marketing um, tricks to get you to get your attention. First of all, your attention span. Okay, on social media, apparently from the studies I've read, it's four seconds. Okay, it takes four seconds to get your attention on something. Personally, I think it's, for me, I think it's less, but on average, it takes four seconds to get your attention. Okay, so great way to get your attention when it comes to the fitness aspect is before and after pictures. Okay, that's the biggest one by far. Okay, that, that is since beginning of time, I'm not beginning of time, but ever since, uh, I, I don't fucking know, but before and after pictures. Next one is really cool eye-catching type of workouts. So that explains this whole TikTok trend where TikTok, uh, they, when they first came out, it was only 15 seconds and you get these fitness influencers doing these stupid, ridiculous exercises where I'm, I'm, let me be the first one to tell you, they do not do that. They really do not do that. And if they do, trust me, that is the last thing we all should be doing for our bodies with the, the hat, the, 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 the Spartan rope, the, 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 the rope pulls and then falling on the ground, doing a burpee, jumping clap. It's just absolutely fucking ridiculous. Okay. But for, to, to catch your attention, it's very, 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 very effective. And the third one, the third one Shit, I forgot the third one. But anyways, what you get what I mean. Okay? So people get this. And they, they, they see this. And then automatically you subconsciously, whether you like to say it or not, maybe you haven't really taken a moment to actually understand what is going on in your brain. I'm not going to be the one to tell you what's going on in your brain. But let me be the one to tell you what's going on with the way you feel. You feel intimidated and you feel like this is way too much and it's attractive and it probably reels you in. It definitely reels you in and you see the before and after pictures and you, you know, it it, it gets too much because for the people who have no idea what they're doing, the fitness space could be very intimidating. And if nothing, if all you see is these, these extreme workout videos and these before and afters, as motivating as the before and afters are, it's the videos and it's the where to begin, where to even start, what do I even say uh, that gets you kind of frustrated, especially if you want to do this on your, by yourself, because the last thing you want to do is ask people for help. Flat out simple. People don't like to ask for help, especially when it comes to their, their weight, their image. And you know, it's, it's, um, I've been through it. Shit. Like people may not think this of me, but like 
Was I ever overweight? No. But I was an athlete. And I'll tell you one thing. When I wanted to get better at, at long jump, I'll never forget the first time I went on my on my first training camp. I um, a little brief story. I was one of the best. Well, I was the best jumper in Quebec for the longest time. I, I don't want to brag, but uh, for my age category, I-, I was. And I'll never forget uh, my coach. Shout out to uh, <clears throat> shout out to Mr. Boldway. This guy took me out, Eric Baldwin. This guy took me out of class. Uh, I think I was in sec four. And he brought me to McGill University because McGill University was having a uh, all-star track competition, whatever. It was only like university kids and you had to make a, you had to get, hit a certain standard to qualify. And obviously I hit that standard. And that was the first time I've ever, 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 ever been in a situation where um, I felt incredibly uncomfortable. I was like, and this was my sport. This was something that I loved. Okay. A little different from you guys, but this was something that I was incredibly comfortable with, but the atmosphere was just very intimidating. And I'll never forget. There was three Olympians that I was jumping against. And, um, one was a Canadian decathlete. The other one was an Olympian from Barbados. And the other one, whatever. They're athletes. They're Olympians. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? And I asked my, I spoke to my coach. I was very vocal with my emotions. I never had an issue with expressing my emotions or my thoughts, right? And I spoke to my coach. Well, what the fuck are you putting me in this? And then my coach told me, so you could learn. So you could adapt. So you could get used to... This is the first time I ever got exposed to this uncomfortable feeling in a domain where I thought I was in control of. Right? I was... So let me just compare this to you guys. You guys get this... You guys see this before and after pictures. And this happens to many of you. You guys see this before and after pictures. You guys get hella motivated. You guys do your research... And you um, you buy everything you need to buy, and then you go to the gym, and that's when it hits you. What the fuck am I doing here? The feeling of comparing. You know, you feel like you do anything, but as soon as you walk in and you walk the walk, and you're actually in what you feel is like, you know, uh, the pool of sharks, the lion's den, it's like, nope, don't want to do this, fuck it incredibly uncomfortable what was I thinking you know and that's what that's how I felt uh my very first time I'll never forget I think it was we were it was uh it was right before Christmas holidays I was in sec four and I was in uh what class whatever like I I'll remember I'll never forget it because as if it was yesterday I'll never forget Eric Bonoy told me he's like hey shut up man Obviously, I don't talk like that to my clients, but, you know, we have that athletes and coaches have a different uh, um, relationship. But he's just, I asked him, like, what are you putting me? Why am I here? And he, he, I'll never forget. He's like, so you can get used to this. You get used to being uncomfortable. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable because we're going to be going to many competitions like this. 
Because you're there. You deserve this. And you're going to grow. And you're going to stop complaining. And you're going to understand. And you're going to realize that in order for you to get what you want, you have to go through uncomfortable situations. This may feel like incredibly uncomfortable for you, but the next competition we go to, you're going to finally under, you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to know these emotions. You're going to get to, you're going to get used to this. And at first I was like, what the fuck kind of an answer was that coach? I was like, I was hoping he'd be like, you know what, Justin, you're right. Let's get out of here. And guess what happened? I fucking won the competition. No joke. And I was fucking terrified. I'll never forget. I was so the 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 officials were calling out our names, and we all had to huddle in with the with the 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 official so he could explain to us the 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 list of or the list of the jumpers and what order that we're jumping in. And mentally, I already knew like. I need to know the three people that are jumping before me. Okay, the three people. And just so I, that's my mental cue to kind of uh, get ready, warm up, whatever, do my, get in my zone. And I'll never fucking forget one of the, one of these kids fucking from Dartmouth. Uh, this guy had a fucking headband on, fucking leg socks. The whole shebang. This guy was draped up, bro, from the from the toes to the head, and he was like, ah, ah, like doing warming up in front of everyone, just being a cocky fucking loser. That was incredibly intimidating to me, bro. I was petrified of this guy. This guy was like six foot four, lanky as fuck, and you know, for a long, I was a long jumper. For a guy who's 5'10", you know, long jumpers, you need to get all the stretch you could get, right? So a guy 5'10", looking at a guy 6'4", like, you know, you're fucking toast. I destroyed this guy. I, a matter of fact, I actually got a personal best. I think I jumped like a six, 650 something. And, uh... I'll never forget, I wanted to jump up and down, I wanted to fucking scream and shout, my mom was there, uh, you know, my grandma was there, my coach was there, and I just kept my cool, and I'll, ne- I'll, I'll never forget, my coach kept on doing like the, this hand gesture, like, you know, like from, like, keep it like, like, calm down, like, you know, low, low, lower that, those testosterone levels, you know what I mean, I'll never forget, uh, the guy, the Dartmouth guy, he's like, hey man, you're a really good jumper. Where are you from? And at the time, my, my singlet only said Heritage Huskies. And he's like, uh, where is Heritage Huskies? I'm like, oh, it's around here. And I knew where he was coming from. He just wanted to know like, if, I, if he's going to see me more and more in, the, in, in this year's uh, season. I was like, oh, yeah, it's around here. I'm Canadian. And he's like, oh, is that a university? I'm like, no. And then he's like, oh, so you're college. Crazy. I'm like, no, it's not a college. I'm in high school. And the look on his face when he found out that I was only in fucking high school, he was like, 
I never saw him. I, I never saw him after any other competition after that. Because then after that, after that competition, I started traveling in in the states. I started going to all these other collegiate level competitions, and um, did it really? Did it blow up my head back at home? You bet your fucking ass it did. But point what I was trying to what I'm trying to tell you is, um. Everything you do is going to be uncomfortable if you do it for the first time, right? But as uncomfortable as that was for me, uh, it became my sanctuary. It became something that, like, it was therapeutic for, uh, to me. Not the com- not just the competitions. <clears throat> the competitions at first were very intimidating and very uncomfortable. But the more and more I and don't get me wrong, I lost a lot of competitions. You know, it's not just about first of all with track and field. It's not about winning. It's about uh, the standards. So I could come in first place, and if I don't hit a certain standard, or if I don't at least hit a certain distance where I feel like I am at the right place at the right time, whatever. It's a lot of. It's very technical. I've 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 experienced many of that. Right, which was very uncomfortable, but we all got to go through those things, and it's the uncomfortable situations that make us stronger. And I really don't want to sound like a fucking life coach here, but it's common sense. And growing up when I was younger, I never understood that. And as you get older, your priorities change, your values change, the 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 your the pri. The importance of long your health in a from a longevity standpoint starts to become more apparent than ever before, and one of the reasons why I feel is me personally I have uh, experienced many of some of my friends passed away, and some of my friends' parents passed away at a young age, and. Um, if you think about it, and I, I I sit, and when I hear these things, I sit and I realize that's only 20 years older than me. Shit, that's only 10 years older than me. I only have 10 years left. I only have 20 years left. You know? It starts, you never know what could happen, right? You could be the healthiest person in the world and, you know, life could just take you away tomorrow. You know, you obviously you can't think like that, and you can't think that every day you go to the gym is a day is, is a year longer that you live. You can't think like that. Obviously not. That's the worst relationship you should have with fitness and your health, right? Um, but with that being said, the importance of looking at fitness and looking at uh, looking at fitness, you should the, the way you should look at fitness is you should look at it as you are getting healthier. Okay, if you are looking at fitness through, and like I said before, it all comes down to perspective. If you are looking at fitness as a weight loss goal or a self, if you're coming from self hate and image issues 
then this is going to be a very bumpy road. And it's going to be a very long road. Because every single day you are going to wake up, you're going to hit that mirror, you're probably going to hit that scale, and you're going to ask yourself, why aren't I losing as much as I am? Why aren't I losing as much as the guy I saw in the before and after pictures? Why aren't I losing as much as I saw with the guy's transformation, 30-day transformation? Why, 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 why? And subconsciously you're you're on this you're you're on this hamster wheel it's about perspective if you look at your health if you look at fitness the way you should which is i just want to get healthier i just want to be able to shit even if you want to live to 80 right it's not about four or five days a week at the gym. It's not about beating the crap out of yourself. Here's a trick, okay, that I've been giving my clients every single sit-down session, okay? How do I make the most amount of change with the littlest amount of effort possible? And I'll give you, and I'll put this in another perspective, put this in another situation. You could go to the gym. You could have what you think is the best, most effective workout to lose fat, to just shred the weight off. Okay. And um, you go ahead, you're in it, you bought, you bought everything. You did everything, you, 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 look, you studied everything, you bought all the right things, you, you bought all your gear, you go to the gym. Yes, as intimidating as it is, you feel comfortable because now you got a program, bro. You got a sick program. You're gonna, you're gonna show everyone that you're, you're, you're dying. You're, 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 you're going through the pain. How long do you think that's going to last? Be real here. Take, consider your, your, your life, you know, your job, uh, what, your lifestyle. How long is it going to last? You, you go to this, you go, your training program, you, it, it lasts an hour and a half. And you're fucking smoked. Next day, you're wrecked. You're wrecked. But the program says that it's a four-day program. And you got to hit upper body today. No excuses. Or else you're a fucking failure. So you go. You do it. You're motivated. Second day in. No way you got... No no way. No such thing as the lack of motivation here. Despite the fact that you're incredibly fucking wrecked by the next... By the workout before. But... You feeling wrecked is a sign that your body's losing the weight, all that stuff. You hit the scale. Oh, I lost two pounds. Here we go. Let's keep this train rolling. How long do you think you're going to fucking last, dude? You're not a fucking machine. What are you doing? Right? And I know maybe... 50% of you, shit, you know what, fuck it, no, let's go more realistic, 60%, 60% of you 
are are uh, sixty uh, percent of you have done this? Sorry I, for the pause. I literally almost fucking ran into a truck. Sixty percent of you all went through this, and then you stopped because you're like, I just can't fucking do it. So, um, is that taking care of your health longevity? No, that you're just literally beating the fucking shit out of yourself till you can't no more, till you can't take it. So here's a tip. Let's just say if you're a program, let's just say if you're one of these people who bought a program online from some fucking douchebag or some ditzy girl that you have no idea who the fuck they are and yet you love the way they look, you want to be You want to look how they look. And this program says it's a five-day program. First off, if anyone gives you a five-day program, they're fucking pieces of shit. Sorry, not not pieces of shit. That's horrible. I can't say that, Justin. But um, it's incredibly wrong. Okay. Um, So take this five-day program and choose, let's say, each day of this five-day program has eight exercises, all right? And you got to like superset, you got to go through it all like some fucking type of cycle. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. For those, to, to change your mindset, to change your approach, take these, choose two to three, two to four exercises, okay, of, the, of that program, all right? And go to the gym, and do it three times. That's it. Do each exercise. So let's say um, you choose. Let's say you choose three exercises of those of that eight. One of them is lunges. The other one is uh, bench press, and the other one is uh, jumping jacks. I-, I don't fucking know. Whatever. Because most most of these programs obviously include some exercise to get your fucking heart rate up all the way, right? So you chose those three exercises, lunges, bench press, and jumping jacks. Okay. You take that, you go to the gym, you do three sets of 10 reps of lunges, three sets of 10 reps of bench press, and then 30 jumping jacks. Do those one at a time, three sets each, stretch, get the fuck out. It's going to take you maybe no more than an hour. And that's, and that's pushing because that an hour means like you're at, you're at the gym prime time and you're trying to find the, the, you're waiting for the equipment. Like that's an hour. Get out. Don't go to the gym the next day. Or Hey, if you want to go to the gym the next day, chances are you're not, you're nowhere near as wrecked as doing this eight workout in a row type of shit. You want to go to the gym the next day? Perfect. Choose another three. Choose another three from that same day one program. Do it again. Same intensity. Right? And then, hey, take a break. Go on a third day. And then stop. Just stop right there. Okay? Or shit, even if you just want to do it twice a week. This is what I mean. Do the most amount. What can I do to make the most amount of change with the least amount of effort? And this is a perfect example. 
you're doing the least amount of effort, but you're making the most amount of change long term. You want to continuously lose weight. You want to continuously change your body. You want to continuously build your body for the rest of your life. Not for what? Till till you burn out? What's the point of that? You know what I mean? So the reason why I'm talking about this is because one of my buddies, an old colleague of mine, he, he I ran into him at Costco, fellow Costco Rican. And he said how much he loved my podcast and how much uh, I'm very transparent and I'm very relatable. And he's like, he told me he was, he was very honest with me. He was like, look, I just listened to it because I just wanted to support you. I've worked with you for over 12 years and uh, I never seen you. Like, I don't, I'm a different person when it comes to Costco Rico, right? I'm not, uh, I'm not like this, you know what I mean? And he said he was blown away. He said that uh, I was able to connect with him on a whole other level where he wanted to know more information. And it was very humbling. It was very touching. Because this guy isn't really the type of guy who expresses much. This guy is 10... He's a workaholic. At least he was a workaholic. Matter of fact, he fell... He was on burnout. Because Costco worked him so much back in the day. He wanted to obtain the highest... Uh, highest level possible in Costco, but uh, it was too much at one point. And he took a break and he kind of like went through this kind of rebellious stage, not rebellious stage, but he just, he was like in this stage where he was like, fuck you Costco in a way. And um, all of a sudden, and he was a little bit overweight, you know, I trained him before. And at the time, um, the way I was a trainer, I gave him a very generic type of workout and Gave him a a program and believe it or not, as generic as it was, it obviously changed him. It obviously helped him lose weight, but he gained the weight back. And anyways, fast forward to now, this was just uh, two days ago. And he asked me uh, this question. I'm going to get it for you. He texted it to me. Where is it? uh, It's on my phone. Give me one sec, guys. He goes, "Um, I would like to know more about... How to manage your mental strength when doing a physical activity. How the brain is working in those situations. Sometimes I feel like I could do anything physically, but my head doesn't want me to. And this is why I made this podcast. So if you're listening, bro, this one's for you. Um, so it's not a question about how your brain is. It's all about how you view training, how you view fitness. Um, a little side note about this, uh, individual, um, a little, I'm backing up a bit. I try, I convinced him to go to the gym. Uh, he was working out with me twice a week and he was very motivated and he was losing the weight. And this is was, this is when I was giving him like a very generic, uh, type of workout and he loved it. He, he felt better. He felt, he, he saw the difference. He felt the difference. And then when it time when time came that he just wanted to, because my job is to, as a trainer, I don't want you to be dependent on me. My tra- my my job as a trainer, I want to build you up so I could so you have your wings and you fly. That's cheesy as that sounds. <laughs> but he went to the gym, 
And he just felt uncomfortable. He gave up. He's like, fuck that. I don't want to go to the gym. Like, this is too intimidating. He never, he never told me that, but I knew it, it was that. He's a very proud individual. He's a very uh, hardworking guy. You know, he's a manly man. There's nothing wrong with that. But um, you could be the manliest man. You could be the, the most scariest looking dude, whatever. But a gym could break you down. You know, any uncomfortable situation could definitely break you down. Anyways, uh, we both changed uh, Costco's. I'm now at Costco Rico. <clears throat> He's at another Costco. And I saw him and he looks fantastic. Like, better than ever before. And I could see, I could feel his energy. That's the most important thing. I felt his energy. And, I, and I'm like, bro, like, what is up? How you been? I'm like, look at you. You look great. I'm the type of guy. I'm the, I'm the, I'm that type of trainer where if I notice anyone, even if I don't haven't spoken to you in a long time, I would literally come up to you. If I notice that there's a a change in your weight or a change physically, I will come up to you and I'll tell you, Hey, I noticed that you, you look, uh, you look great. Uh, whatever it is you're doing, keep it up. Right. Because things like that mean a lot to people. So I told him that. And I asked him, like, what are you doing? And he's like, man, I fell in love with hiking. I went on a hike with a girl and I just, it just spoke to me. I just loved it. And uh, so I'm like, oh, cool. You, you're in a relationship? He's like, no, fuck no. Uh, I, I left her. <laughs> but um, I'll never forget her because she got me into hiking. I never thought I would love this as much as I do, uh, you know, uh, like I'm in the zone. Everything I'm dealing with is, uh, I'm not worried about it. It's just, it's just, it, it, and the way he was talking to me about it, like his eyes lit up, he was in his zone. And I never, I, I've known, I've worked with this guy for 10 years, right? You kind of get to know someone after 10 years, whether it's just, uh, you see him at work. I've never seen this guy like this. And, um, and he's been doing this for the past, because ever since COVID happened, and he fell in love with it. But now winter came along, and obviously he's hiked in winter, but he's not enjoying it as much. But he feels like he wants to try out training again, going to the gym. And I told him, look at the gym the way you look at hiking, one step at a time. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy the process of going up the hill. Enjoy the scenery. Enjoy enjoy the littlest things that hiking gives to you, but to the gym. Obviously, it's not a, a beautiful sight because all you see is the, you know, the usual douchebags and the, the grunters and, you know, all those people. But it's your journey. And if you can look at it long term... If you don't want to go to the gym, you don't got to go to the gym, guys. But fitness, no matter what, no matter what you think, we all need to be active to live the longest. Okay? Especially now, whether if you want to go for a walk, and these are the and I've said this in all my fucking podcasts, guys. So stop asking me fucking tricks, because I said them all. I'm not gonna tell you the secret ingredient. 
Just the power of fucking walking more changes everything. Right? And, um, so yeah, the littlest things can literally mean and make the biggest difference and can make the biggest changes for the rest of your life. Stop thinking short term. Start thinking how you got, quote unquote, I got to lose 10 pounds. Start thinking, how can I lose 10 pounds and keep the fucking weight off? In order for you to keep the fucking weight off, you got to keep fucking moving. Okay? Stop beating the shit out of yourself till you fucking, till you can't no more. All right? So look, that's it. Uh, I could go on a rant, but I feel like I'm going, I'm going back and forth here. Uh, that's it for this podcast. Um, once again, guys, if you feel like you could relate to this, please share this on your Instagram or on your social media platforms. Tag me in it. Um, shoot me a message. Tell me what you think. And most importantly, guys, if you feel like someone needs to hear this, please, 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 please share this. Okay. We're going, we're in tough times right now. Um, and uh, if anyone could use a little pick me up, and if you think I'm that pick me up kind of podcast to help someone get out of their rut, whatever, hey, that means the world to me, you guys. Uh, so yeah, please share, 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 share. Let me know what you think. And most of all, most importantly, please don't forget to keep it simple. All right, take it easy, guys.